0: Curiosity is not a sin, Harry, but you should exercise course. It's a pencil, very useful if, like me, you find your mind a wee bit stretched. It allows me to see once more things I've already seen. What you are looking at are memories. This file contains the most particular memory. I'd like you to see it, if you will. Welcome to Into the Pensieve. I'm Esme Mulberry and I'm joined by... Vicki Farmer. Um, we are going to talk about the Harry Potter series and for this episode we're going to talk about the Sorcerer's Stone. And before we start, I would like to ask you, Vicki, um, when did you start reading the Harry Potter books? When I was in second grade. Mm, that's when I started reading them too. And that's nice. Why do you like the Harry Potter series? Uh, because you can create a bunch of random theories about it. <laughs> Why do you like it? Because um, it's interesting, and there's a lot to read about and stuff, because it keeps on going, and it adds new plot twists. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, should, let's start talking about the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. So, our story starts off with mm-hmm. um, talking about uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley, mm-hmm. and what their life is like. Mm-hmm. Did you have any thoughts about that? Well, I find it... <coughs> I don't know. I think that they have a pretty interesting life, actually, for saying that they have a boring life. Because, like, even though they're kind of normal people, it doesn't sound that boring. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't know. And um, I had one question. What? I'm Like, how did Vernon discover that... Petunia's sister was a witch. Like, why did she even tell him in the first place? Well, maybe when they got married, she said. Because it doesn't seem like he knows exactly what it is. It just sounds like he thinks they're weird. Oh. So he might. She might have just said like, "My sister's crazy," and d- let's just pretend like she doesn't exist. That makes you sense. Know? Okay, and then uh the Go through, and then uh, it's Dumbledore and Professor McGonagall talking. Mm -hmm. And then there's this one sentence that kind of struck me Mm -hmm. when uh, Professor McGonagall says, But you're different. Everyone knows you're the only one you you know. Oh, all right. Voldemort was frightened of. And uh, Dumbledore says, You flatter me. Voldemort had powers I will never have. But I was thinking maybe if Dumbledore had never turned good, then he would have been just as powerful as Voldemort, and yeah. It would be interesting, like, to see if Dumbledore was evil, how he would use his power in, like... Well, we know that he does turn evil when he's, like, with Grindelwald. No, but, like, that he didn't really put, like, for the greater good. He didn't actually, like do the stuff that they were talking about. Like he if he actually did that stuff, I wonder how different he would be because like they never really did what they were that they said that they were gonna do. True. Also, I think in that scene it's kind of weird that they kind of just leave Harry there because like on the doorstep because it's kind of just abandoning him you know yeah and they're just and uh, since they're abandoning him then that's just forcing the dursleys to take him because it'd be weird if they were like oh if they like showed up at an orphanage and was like here's a boy that showed up on a doorstep they'd be like why didn't you take him you know that'd Mm -hmm. be kind of embarrassing to them yeah and also with that kind of thing how do they know for certain that they kept him like wouldn't it have been better if you knocked on the door and got, like, Petunia to come down and then explained, like, why he had to stay with her than just writing it? And then, um, giving, then, like, then giving her Harry instead of just leaving him there. That might have, yeah, that would have worked out much better. Mm-hmm. And also, why do you have to do it during the night? Like, you could have done that in the day and it would have worked out well, just as well. it would why. have been <laughs> weird to do it in the day because then a bunch of people would have seen them well they could have done better to not look suspicious because yeah he doesn't really try to be like a wizard undercover he's just in his like wizard robes and he's just walking around and it's kind of weird because they even have a whole conversation about like people are out in the streets and they're in their robes and people are doing all these things and it's like well you're also doing that even though you're not in even though you're not doing it in the day, someone could still see you. Yeah. And then... we move on to where... uh, uh, Mrs. Dursley finds him, and she's frightened, I guess. Mm -hmm. And she clearly doesn't want him. Which makes sense, because I feel like if you have a kid, and... Because normally, if you have a kid that young, you don't really want another kid that young, because especially Dudley's really crazy. So then, yeah. without asking, you just have a second kid. Yeah, and it's a kid that's, that's like, magical, and they want to separate themselves as far, like, they want to go as far away from magical things as possible, and they want to be normal. Yeah. And it's also, I always kind of find it unfair how everyone thinks the Dursleys are so bad because um, they don't want Harry to be magical. And it's like, well, they chose their lifestyle and you chose yours. They're allowed to, like, since you're technically, you belong to them because you live with them and they're, like, in charge of you. They're allowed to, like, say, I don't want you to go to this school. And I don't think that someone has the right to, like say well you're wrong and i'm gonna do something even though you're in charge of this person that um you don't want to happen to them yeah and then uh we have it being dudley's birthday Mm -hmm. and then nothing really happens there except for the glass vanishes and the python gets out yeah And Vernon gets mad and throws him in the cupboard, which is understandable. But what's weird is he also says that you're not allowed. He's not allowed to have meals, and it's like you do realize you're basically killing someone, and that you still like even if you don't like him and he did something wrong, you still shouldn't do that. Yeah, and then for how long was he? It said that um. Um, It said that by the time he um, was out of the cupboard, the summer holidays started, but the weird thing is, is they never talk about him being in school. Yeah, because he was clearly in school when he was locked in. Was he like, like how you would be grounded? Like you could go to school, but you couldn't do anything in the house? I don't know that's a good question because I feel like they would have said he's only allowed to leave for school instead of he's not allowed to leave so he'll yeah I don't know it's kind of unclear but I'm in my mind I always imagine him not being at school but he could be I always imagine him going to school and then like coming home and not being able to do anything else like just be in his cupboard yeah. and then that was where he got his meal for the day so then he wouldn't be starved yeah maybe make more sense (laughs) and then Harry gets his letter sometime later and he reads it at the table which is dumb Mm -hmm. because he obviously knows that they would take it away from him and the weird thing is is that it says that the day that they leave, you know, there's all of these letters coming. How is he not able to take one and yeah. put it in his cupboard? Because I know it's not like this in the books, I don't think. But in the movies, it's like shooting out of everywhere and coming down him. And he's jumping in the air trying to grab one. It's like, just go on the floor and take one and put it in your cupboard. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then Harry, Doug, Harry is, like, being mean and stuff, and he's, like, not being polite, and he's yelling, like, I want to read my letter, you know? And he's mm-hmm. not asking kindly, which he should have been doing, and maybe he would have been allowed to, mm-hmm. although not likely, but... Yeah. Better chances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they run away to that cottage Mm -hmm. to get away from all those letters. Do you know what I think is weird, though? I think at a, like, they should have just sent, like, one letter every day and maybe gone to the extreme of two. But sending that many is kind of obnoxious. Because it's like, no matter how many you send, he's not going to be able to get one. Yeah. It's common knowledge. Why didn't they just put him in a cupboard in his cupboard and then I don't know because then he wouldn't have been able to get any letters. Well they thought that since he was going into a wizard school um they wanted to be nicer to him so the wizards wouldn't like come to their house and say that like they were doing something wrong because that's also why they give him the bedroom. I thought they gave him the bedroom because they wanted to confuse the wizards into thinking, I don't know. Well, it, he would still be in the same house. So he would still go to the same address. Well, I, I thought it was, like, because they were creeped out by the fact that it said uh, covered under the stairs and they moved where he was sleeping. I don't think that that's what it was. Oh. Because I think it's just um, they were creeped out at it, but eventually it wouldn't, I think. After the first letter, they'd just be like, oh, they are magical, and they just know. Yeah. Okay, and so then the Dursleys run away, and then it's miserable for them. Mm -hmm. And then Hagrid comes. Mm -hmm. Which is breaking an entry. Yeah. So that's not good. Yeah, and I think it's kind of weird. Why doesn't Harry, like, if I was Harry, I would believe ha- I would believe Hagrid because he has so much evidence that he is a wizard. Yeah, but it's still kind of weird though that a random guy just shows up and tells you something that I'm guessing for his life he thought that it wasn't real, cause, and also what he he thinks for a moment that the Dursleys planned it, and it's like. Why would you think that? That doesn't sound at all like something they would do. Yeah, because they want their lives to be normal. Maybe it's just their plot to get rid of Harry. (sighs) What if all the magic stuff was fake and it was just them getting Harry out of the house and then they just hired an actor to play Voldemort? (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, and then at the end when they had to leave Harry Mm -hmm. that was the that was the whole plan and how did it took six years except for what like if I were them since he's since like if since they were planning the magical world for everything and stuff Mm -hmm. and then they had and then they made the uh, turn the time you turn of age to be 17 Mm -hmm. then wouldn't Harry just go live at Grimald Place if there was... Like, they didn't even have to have a whole Voldemort thing. Yeah. They could have just had him go off and live at Grimald Place. But then, of course, Sirius would still be alive. Yeah. Except for they wouldn't even have to create Sirius. Yeah. They could just say that it was his parents' old house. Which would be kind of weird. Yeah. okay um so harry's reluctant to believe that and then something i find weird is so hagrid introduces voldemort first off as you know who and not voldemort and then then why does harry always keep on starting to say voldemort instead of just straight out saying you know who because like everyone around him has been saying you know who except for dumbledore yeah like i think it It should just be like an automatic thing. Yeah, and I think it's because he's trying to sound all brave and stuff around everyone else Mm -hmm. to make himself seem better than he is. Yeah. And Hagrid insults Mr. Dursley. He's like, ah, shut up, Dursley, you great prune, which is mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also bends his shotgun, which he paid for. What is, like, Hagrid's position at Hogwarts? Like, what does he do as the gamekeeper? He keeps the grounds in order. But you never really see him doing that. Yeah, the only thing you see him doing is decorating the school for the holidays. Which is also weird that they make him bring in the trees then because they could just use magic and make one move there instead of making yeah. Him carry 12 enormous trees and they didn't need hagrid to grow the pumpkins they could have just used magic yeah to create to transfigure something into a pumpkin yeah it's weird that's why a lot of stuff at hogwarts is questionable because they they have magic but they make like the house elves and filch and um hagrid do like physical stuff yeah castle in order Maybe it's a way of showing those wizards, like the young wizards, this is how muggles have to do things. <laughs> and so, Harry gets his letter finally. hmm Do mm-hmm. you know what's weird? In the letter, it tells him that he has to get um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but you don't see a Care of Magical Creatures class until the third year. Yeah, it is weird. And it... They, they put it in as, like, it's a new class because they say that they're choosing new classes, and that's one of them. What do you mean? So, like, at the end of the second, I think, or maybe it's the beginning of the third, some book. They're, like, choosing what classes they're going to take the next year, and there's, like, a Study of Ancient Runes, Muggle Studies, Arithmancy, Care of Magical Creatures, and Divination. So it's clear that that's, like, a new class you pick. Yeah. But then why do they get that book that year? I don't know. Maybe Maybe. if you're bored. Yeah. Or maybe you just read it. In some classes, like... Yeah, like, Defense Against the Dark Arts, you might need it. Yeah, but still. Then Hagrid sends, sends a weird letter back to Hogwarts... Which I don't really. It's not really. An, it's not really a letter saying that Harry will be going to Hogwarts. It's just saying that he's buying, go, taking Harry to go buy his things. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's implying that like he got the Dursleys to let Harry buy them. You know. Yeah. yeah. Except for he doesn't really get the Dursleys to let him do anything because mm-hmm. they don't get permission at all, ever. Which again, they're the people in charge of Harry, and no one lets them do what they want to do for Harry's future. People yeah. just say, well, he has to do this. And then Harry finds out that his parents were not actually killed in a car crash, that they were actually killed by Voldemort, which I think that it was actually kind of nice to say that they were killed that way, <laughs> then they were murdered. Because it said that Harry asked Petunia like kinda a young age and I feel like it would be better to say they died in a car crash than they died because this dude killed them. Yeah. And then she could have intended to tell she probably didn't intend to tell him eventually, but still. Yeah. And then they're going to die like an alley. Yeah and they meet Quirrell. Yeah. Nothing really exciting there. Mhm. And and then um Hagrid buys Harry an owl and he likes that owl. Yep. And then he's waiting at home after he's bought all of his stuff to go to Hogwarts and then the day comes. That's weird. He says that he got Hedwig's name out of a um book out of the History of Magic book, but then when he gets to Hogwarts, he's like, he acts like he hasn't read any of his books. But he clearly has, because he's read enough of it to, like, know names in History of Magic. And, like, if he, he said that he finds all of his school books really interesting, so how is he not interested in History of Magic? Because I do not know. It's just what's in the book, just a guy's just telling you it. I think that'd actually be really interesting. maybe he just... I think it's Ron's influence, personally. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, because Ron's not paying attention, so then Harry just doesn't pay attention as well. Okay, and so then Harry asks the Dursleys to drive him over to Platform 9 and 3 quarters. And he gets there, and then he doesn't understand how to get on the platform. Yep, and then he goes up to a random lady and asks her how to get on. And then, by some co- coincidence, she's able to tell him. Well, he, he hears her talking about muggles, and he sees um, Percy and Fred and George go in. Yeah, true. Okay, and so then he gets on the train. Meets Ron and Hermione mm-hmm. and Neville. Yeah, and Neville. no, he meets Neville before Hermione. Oh, yeah. I was just naming the people. Mm, yeah, okay, and so then they be mean to Draco Malfoy mm-hmm. and tell him oh we can choose our own friends thanks and then know yeah, he was trying to be nice technically yeah and their rat bit them mm-hmm. yeah which isn't nice and then they reach Hogwarts and Hagrid takes, takes them over the lake isn't it kind of weird like cause I kind of get that first year so they have to take longer so that everyone else gets situated like in their seats and stuff but it's still kind of weird that that's what they do. Yeah. Because that seems just dangerous. Because <clears throat> in the fourth book, it says that Dennis Creevy, Con Creevy's younger brother, falls into the lake on the boats. And it's like, you have potential for that to happen. Can't you just say, just wait for like 10 more minutes and then you can get onto carriages and go? Yeah, but I think it's also because uh, they're going to a different place than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And since their first years, they wouldn't really know that, you know? But then it's also kind of weird because, like, there has to be some student who wasn't able to hear Hagrid shouting and then didn't get sorted and just sat down at a random table. That would be funny, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, I'm in this house because I chose it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, what would you do? Would you go up to done with or later and say that you weren't sorted or cause they call the name so I probably just get up and then do the sorting yeah that would be weird though <laughs> what if you were the last person and then they called your name and you stood up from a table already <laughs> and you did the sorting and then you sat back down in the same seat but what if it was a different house so then you got up And then he went to a different table. That'd be weird. Yeah. It's also like if you make friends on the train and then they're in different houses than you. Although I think that who your friends are kind of influences what house you're in, you know? Probably, because Harry asks that to be in Slytherin. Yeah. I bet there's probably other students who've done that. Yeah, probably. Because they want to be with their friends. And then... Or because they think one house is evil, which it isn't. It's kind of dumb because Harry meets a person who says they might be in Slytherin, and then he just finds Slytherin as bad people, even though he's only ever met three of them. Briefly. Yeah. Because they, because like, sometimes you meet people and um, they might do something that you don't like, but then it turns out they're really nice. But then he never really gets the chance to, like, befriend Malfoy. Yeah, so Harry's at Hogwarts, and he gets sorted into Gryffindor because he asks, and then I think it would have been more interesting if he was in Slytherin personally, because yeah. then everyone would have hated him, and then he would have had to prove himself, which he can't do. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so Harry's just going to his classes then, mm-hmm. after he's in Gryffindor, and not doing so well, especially yeah. in potions. and history of magic and then he just thinks that snape's mean but it's harry's fault for not answering the questions and it's obvious that harry reminds him of james so then he so then it, he has to prove himself that he's not james by answering mm-hmm. certain questions but he's incapable of doing that so then what is also annoying is that everyone hates Snape because he shows favoritism to slytherin but once Hagrid becomes a teacher, he sh- he's a favorite to every house but Slytherin, and everyone thinks he's a great teacher just because of that. And yeah. Snape's actually a good teacher, and Hagrid's not. And they just like Hagrid better because he likes them better. Mm hmm. Although, like, I think it's because. I think that the reason. But they do drop I. Uh, uh care magical creatures, though. Mm hmm. So and they continue questions, but that's because the teacher changed yeah and then um harry uh finds out about the gringotts uh, break in break-in yeah. when he's at when he's visiting with hagrid and he's like oh my golly that was on my birthday they might have done it with the same time as us and then he acts all weird about it as if it's Something significant. cool. Yeah, when it's just a little break-in, you know? And then... Yeah. And then uh, Malfoy asks Harry to do the Midnight Duel. Harry accepts. And then he uh, finds Fluffy. Aw, Fluffy. Yeah. What happens to Fluffy after the change? I know. I, it's so weird. Because also, what happens... Because Fluffy's in a classroom. So what if then they use that classroom for a class and then the kid just found the trap door and they're like, I wonder what <laughs> this is. So then they jump in and they just are questionable about everything. And they're like, yeah, why is this here? Because some of the obstacles would still be there. Yeah, like, the double oh, snare would still be there. Definitely. But does the potion, like, refill itself after someone's gone through the fire? Because literally... Yeah, because Quirrell through and and then and then Harry and then Dumbledore after that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so then, oh yeah, and also Harry gets accepted into the uh, Quidditch team, which I always find really unfair. Yeah, because they didn't even try anyone out, and for all they knew, there could have been a much better seeker out there. And also, he was breaking rules, and he got rewarded. And he he doesn't—he doesn't even know how to play the game either. Yeah. And maybe he didn't want to be seeker. Yeah, but he was kind of forced to do it. Wouldn't it be funny if it just turned out that he hated Quidditch, but then he (laughs) just told everyone that he loved Quidditch just so that, like, they kept him on the team? I think Quidditch is kind of dumb, so I wouldn't like it. Yeah. It still sounds kind of boring, because it can potentially go on for forever. Yeah, it's just people tossing a quaffle, hitting bludgers, and people circling the field. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I just wouldn't go to Quidditch games. I'm just, like, it's weird because like Harry always says that the whole school is at the Quidditch game, but what if you just don't care? Yeah, how is there not one person who's like, I don't really like Quidditch and I don't really want to go? But yeah, I don't. And, know. and Hermione obviously doesn't like it, but I think she only goes because Harry's in it, you know. And yeah, and then she would definitely get mad at her if she didn't go though. Yeah. I just wouldn't go. You even wouldn't if my I. friends were in it. Okay, and <laughs> then... you like, studying and stuff. and Yeah, and you could get ahead of your start. studies while yeah. everyone else is... And also, like, if you were in the common room, no one would be there, so... You could, yeah. you could get the best chairs. Yeah. <laughs> and then when everyone comes back, you'd still have the best chairs. hmm And you could be like, poo on you. You went to do... Sit in uncomfortable bleachers and watch a boring game, and I got to have the best chair while I got a head start on my studies. Mm-hmm. Quidditch also... S- it seems like a bad spectator sport too, because they say that even though the seats are really, are raised really high, it's still hard to see what's going on. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't have binoculars, it's probably kind of boring. Hmm. Yeah, and it, and it's just weird because like you suddenly see the seeker driving. And you're like, what are they seeing, you know? Because, like, you have no idea. Because you obviously won't be able to see the uh, the snitch if you have a hard time watching the players. Yeah. And also, I feel like with Quidditch, if you grow up in a wizarding family, you have a huge advantage. Because it's most likely that you know how to play. Um, and you've seen, like, games or something. And also, you've probably ridden a broomstick. So, you know how to ride a broomstick, you know how to play, and you've probably seen people play. Yeah, and you've probably practiced playing yourself. Yeah. But then if you're <laughs> a muggle-born, you've never even heard of it. And it's weird that their first flying lesson, like, she should have said, like... Because the whole point is that so if you're trying out for a house team, um, like, you can get in, you know? So, like, you... Well, like, that's not the entire point. But also... That's kind of the point of it, so you know how to fly if you have the opportunity to. So, like, I feel like since Quidditch is kind of a big deal at Hogwarts, she might have, could have explained the rules to it. I think maybe if she did it later on, we just don't see that lesson, because yeah, we only see one lesson. And they say it's the first flying lesson. So yeah. But the question is how many are there and if they do them later on in other years because they could have done it in like second year and stuff yeah and now harry gets his nimbus 2000 which it's kind of unfair like because all the other students have to buy their own broomsticks right Mm -hmm. except for harry it's another reason why quidditch is unfair because if you're poor you can't afford a good broom so you're a worse player and if you're a first year or like a second year something, you might not have your own broom so during trials you have to use a school broom but then if you're really rich you have a really good broom even though you might not be a very good player yeah and then all of Harry's brooms are just given to him yeah he never buys any of them people are like oh you're so great because you have all these expensive brooms that you didn't buy yourself yeah like i if i like i think it's just weird that they give him the best racing room out there. What they should do. Like, I mean, I understand Sirius giving it to him because, like, mm-hmm. Harry is his godson, you know. But um, I don't understand uh, why uh, Harry, I mean, why McGonagall gives it to him, you know. Mm-hmm. So There uh, should be, like, a thing where there's, like, three types of rooms you're allowed to have. Mm-hmm. And um, there should be, they should all be kind of cheaper so that people can afford them and also they should all be about the same um like quality yeah like there should be uh pros and cons for every single thing so mm-hmm. you know so then like you can choose like a fast one for a seeker or uh I don't know why <laughs> you would want a slow one okay <laughs> and so now the troll comes and then Harry sticks his wand up its nose which and, is gross yeah and then Ron beats it over the head with his own with its own club and I think it's just plain old lucky that ron's able to do it like Mm -hmm. do the wingardium leviosa charm on his like like that's the first successful one he's able to do yeah and that's like a heavy object too he can't do it on a feather but he can do it on this huge like wooden club yeah he seems to be able to do things best when he's under like pressure yeah and even then he's not that good. like for quidditch he's terrible under pressure but yeah okay and so they kill the troll and they think they it's don't kill it they knock it out oh yeah that <laughs> would be crazy if they actually killed it <laughs> yeah and so then how do you get the body out of that room though I don't know you just place it up and have the household cook it up that's so <laughs> gross <laughs> and then so Harry goes off and he thinks that it's Snape that set the troll out so then he could get into the chamber and uh, the the, Thing Yeah the Whatever you call the multiple it multiple chambers Yeah And so Pretty exciting And then Through the Trapdoor, That's what it's called He plays A Quidditch game He wins And then He finds the mirror of said, And he looks in it And he sees his family Yeah And then he gets addicted to it And then he introduces it to Ron and, But why wasn't Ron addicted to it? He was, but then he decided that he didn't want to go back because he was scared that he was going to get caught and expelled and stuff. Mm, But but Harry was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I find it... If I looked into a mirror and saw a bunch of people, I would freak out so much. (laughs) Yeah, I would not go back to that mirror. Okay, and then... I would just run. (laughs) (laughs) And so Harry is intrigued by that and they're they're trying to figure out who nicholas femelle is and they find it on a chocolate frog card but you know what i think is weird what? why is harry looking in like library books but we only ever see him reading quidditch of the ages and his textbooks like he's never reading a library book or anything yeah so it's weird like i if i were him i would look in all the places that i have read something you know yeah it's kind of weird though um it seems like in the wizarding world, there are no books for, like, pleasure. They're all just, like, informational books. Yeah. I think it's because they just, you just read muggle books. Like, there are the fairy tale kind of things that they have. But that's but kind of it. Yeah. And then, so, and then Dumbledore shows up, and he's like, Hey, Harry, don't be addicted to the Mirabara set. And then he isn't. And then um, Snape is refereeing the next Quidditch game. And they were kind of freaking out. Which is weird, though, because if Snape was trying to hurt him, maybe being the referee isn't the best plan. Because then, like, people are watching you. Because from the stands, you could jinx the broom without anyone noticing. I think it's weird how Hermione just automatically thinks it's a jinx. Like, doesn't she know that that counter jinxes work the exact same way as a jinx? Yeah, or you could just be staring off into space and, like, talking to yourself. And holding a wand yeah. And pointing it at Harry. <laughs> well, I don't think he's, like, going, like, because then people would notice. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And then Hagrid shows them uh, Norbert. Oh. And then they give it to, then they give Norbert to Charlie. They lose a bunch of points because they get caught. and then know what's weird? How no one notices that there's something suspicious with Hagrid because it's said that he doesn't come out of his hut. So wouldn't yeah. someone be like, where have you been this past forever? I'm like, Dumbledore would have at least been, like, because in the fourth book when Hagrid hides away, he was like, Hagrid, you have to come back. You're just being dumb. And then in this one, he's not even trying to figure out what it is. He just doesn't care. Yeah. Maybe. Part of me thinks he does know, and then he just likes Haggard so much that he doesn't really care. But, but he should at least tell Haggard that he should take the uh, dragon back to somewhere that... Romania? Yeah. So, yeah, pretty interesting. And then they lose a bunch of points, and everyone hates them. Mm-hmm. And... They go into the forest. Mm-hmm. And... It's kind of, I find it weird that they go into the forest for their detention. Because that seems a little too extreme. Yeah. Because, um, that is a place where you could, like, most likely find something that would kill you. And then you're letting two kids go off by themselves with a dog that's, yeah, that Hagrid clearly says is cowardly. And it's like, how is a dog going to protect you against, like... An acromantula, yeah, which is Aragog. Because, like, the like their students, like, who are like their first years, so they could accidentally wander off the path and then meet Aragog. Yeah, and then because even a seventh year, you wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, and then so Harry sees Voldemort, and he gets a centaur in trouble, which isn't very nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon after that, they go into the... Trap door. Yeah. And they get past Fluffy. But I think... Okay, so the reason why Harry gave the harmonica or flute Flute. or whatever (laughs) (laughs) to Hermione, because he was like, I want to go first. It was because he knew that being last is the most dangerous part, because... Yeah. you know you're gonna have to stop playing so he just didn't want himself to die and then he went first to make himself seem like he was brave what if he just pushed ron and he's like you go <laughs> and then he jumped in after that and he was like haha hermione <laughs> i personally think that like ron should have like grabbed hermione's hand while she was playing and just pulled her down with him because then that would have then she would have been able to continue playing. Ron would have been able to open the trap door and he would have been able to get them both down. What you do is you kind of hold on to the trap door with one hand and play with the other hand and then just jump down so you pull the trap door down the same time that you're jumping. Yeah. And so then Hermione's and Ron and Harry are able to figure out how to get past the devil's snare. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yay, we did it. What I think is weird is like, it's kind of bad for the obstacles to be, ca- like, for first years to be able to be capable yeah, of getting past them. Like, they're too easy, clearly, because yeah. why can't you even just have it in a room, right? And there, it's just walls. There's no door or way to get in. And the only way to get in, you have to break the wall somehow, but it's, like, magical, so you can't break it. It's like, then no one can get in. Yeah, Bria had this idea where, like, they just put the mirror, like, just in the entrance hall or whatever. And then, because no one would think that that's, like, well, I guess they don't want to get students to get addicted to it, but they could have just loved it in the room of requirement where it was. Was It's not in the room of requirement, it's just in a room. Oh, I thought it was. Okay, well, in the room that it was in, because it's just there, and Harry and Ron are the only ones who find it, other than Dumbledore. Well, he says Dumbledore says that many other students have stumbled upon it. Um well, it's like fine where it was. Yeah. Cuz like by having all those obstacles, that makes it seem like the sorcerer's stone is hidden there. Yeah. But it by just, it, But just placing a mirror somewhere, that doesn't make it seem at all like there's sorcerer's yeah. stone. Cuz people just be like, "Oh, that's a mirror that shows your greatest desires. Stay away from it. You'll get addicted," you know? Yeah. So, they get past the double snare. Just don't even keep it in the school. Like, why is that the place you're having it? Yeah. and Kinda then weird. They meet the keys. hmm And, yeah. It's pretty exciting. Harry is able to catch the key. But, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. That one just seems too easy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they should make a lot more keys. Yeah. If you just, like, right away he spots one. Mm-hmm. and then he's just like it's because he was seeker and then uh, is the next one the chess yeah so Ron sacrifices himself yeah, so that was pretty cool he was able to figure out how to get past the chess set which was kind of exciting mm-hmm. and then they get to the logic puzzle that one sounds like the most fun to me yeah doesn't sound that hard mm-hmm. you'll be able to figure it out yeah and also when Hermione says that most witches and wizards, none of them have, some of them don't have any logic at all, it it makes me think that they don't have school before Hogwarts, so they never learn how to read or do math. Yeah. So whenever, so then how does Ron do his lessons? Because yeah. he can't read, and he has to write a bunch of essays, and he has to read textbooks, so. They probably know how to read. They're probably just not the good at Yeah. Because in the, um the end of your feast when Dumbledore's rewarding Gryffindor Oh yeah and they're points. like those who could add while they were yelling themselves whores. <laughs> it's like <laughs> most people can't add. That's the easiest math. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, like I think that they're that they learn simple addition, you know, but they just don't have much practice with mega addition, I guess. Yeah, I, what if like the day before it, students left for Hogwarts, their parents were just like, okay, this is how you <laughs> add and subtract. Just go. <laughs> yeah, I think they were probably like homeschooled to some degree. Yeah, but I don't think they are homeschooled a lot. But yeah. wouldn't it be awesome though because basically for 10 years of your life you don't go to school or have to do really anything. Yeah, if you just try and find your inner magic for when you go to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's kind of weird how everyone in Neville's family was kind of forcing him to produce magic. Also, like, there's no really other way. But I think it was kind of like it was kind of like how the Gons were treating Moropi. You know, like they were trying to force her magic out. You know, and that kind of suppressed it a little bit. You know, but it was also like a lot of the times I feel like the young witches or wizard reacts um because they're in like a situation like that mm, yeah but yeah and so then he gets his toad from that mm-hmm. yeah okay so then uh hermione figures out how to get past the fire and she's like and then harry forces her to go back and save ron because he just doesn't want to deal with ron yeah He just like i don't like ron <laughs> what if he's just like if i fail i don't want So then he goes and he's like, oh my golly, you're Quirrell, not, um, uh, yeah. And so then he's shocked and then Quirrell explains everything to him, which is weird. Like (laughs) just taking the time (laughs) to tell a long story. Yeah. If I were Quirrell, I'd just wouldn't have talked to Harry. I'd just be like, I have Voldemort in the back of my head. <laughs> With it. Yeah. So, Quirrell can't touch Harry, which is kind of interesting. And then, but then Harry can't touch Quirrell. And then he touches Quirrell. And he's like, oh my golly, I'm in so much pain. And he continued to do it. Because he's not very bright. Yeah. So... He just thought he was being brave. Mm-hmm. And then... So, at a young age, Harry becomes a murderer, actually. Yeah, he kills Quirrell. <laughs> he thinks that it's Voldemort who killed Quirrell, but no. it was him. No. And so, yeah, Quirrell's dead. And he's in the hospital wing. And he meets Dumbledore mm-hmm. for the first time. And Dumbledore was weird then. <laughs> yeah. He's just like Hi child. <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> take your candy. Yeah. And he's like, alas, earwax. And he's like, I'll leave now. Yeah. Because I eat earwax. And then Harry goes to the end of your feast and Dumbledore awards Gryffindor a bunch of house points when they don't really deserve it. And like Harry makes it sound as though Dumbledore was like trying to give Gryffindor like trying to get Gryffindor to win which he obviously but was I always feel bad for Slytherin though because you'd be so happy like we won for and the seventh year in a row yeah and then you're just so happy like if you're a seventh year you'd be like I won every single year at Hogwarts yeah and then if you're a first year you'd be like the first year I'm here I won you know yeah but then Dumbledore just shows favoritism and he makes another house win yeah and Harry was it was just weird. It's dumb, because they get points for breaking rules, and they get yeah. rewards. I think that if I were them, I would have taken away a bunch of points. Yeah. And I would have awarded a couple for defeating Voldemort, you know? But I would have taken away I would more have, points. I think Neville deserves his points, but other than yeah. that, no one else does. Because Neville was like trying to convince them not to go, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's standing up for mm-hmm. people. Like, yeah, I would have awarded... Like, he got the least amount of points, though. Yeah. Which is sad. Because he did the most brave thing, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that, uh like, Harry should have been given, like, five points for defeating Voldemort. And then he should have had, like, fi- they should have they taken away, like, 200 points each. So then they would have been in, like, negative figures. Can you do that? I don't think you can be in the In the sixth book, though, doesn't, uh, uh doesn't snapes oh wait no he says uh you're the first guys you're the first house to ever be in uh last place never mind but in one of the books he says like all the oh yeah in the fifth in book the, yeah in the hourglass they're all gone he's like oh they're all gone and yeah and is, then i can't take away points and then mcgonagall awards them points for breaking into the ministry which is illegal Maybe she's just doing it to be nice to Snape (laughs) and (laughs) take them away. Yeah. She should have been, like, ten points to Gryffindor. And then Snape was, like, ten points away from Gryffindor. And then they would have been, like... And she's, like, (laughs) eleven points to Gryffindor (laughs) then. he's, like, ten. She's, like, one left. (laughs) And then I would have been, like, one point from Gryffindor. I wish that Prefix were allowed to take away points. Because they should be able to. They have enough... They have... Enough responsibility and enough authority, to. Although, it would be kind of weird, though, because, like, some people, like, I don't know, Hermione, well, not really Hermione, but Ron, he would just be, like, taking away points from Slytherin really-nilly. Oh, you know what I think is weird? What? So, there was this one part in the first book when uh, Harry was like, I ran away uh, fast enough so then uh, Snape couldn't take away any points from Gryffindor. So, does the student need to be present for you to take away the points? I don't know. Cause like, couldn't you just like in your sleep be like one hundred points from Gryffindor? What if you said that in your sleep <laughs> on accident? <laughs> then all this, yeah. That's how the that's how they truly lost those one hundred fifty points, <laughs> not because they were, uh, out and about, because they were because someone was asleep and they just said that. Okay. Okay. So should we move on to the awards then? Sure. Um, For the first award, we have um, Teacher of the Year, and we're going to judge it on how much they teach the students and not how much, like, their character is. And our nominations are Professor McGonagall, Professor Sprout, um, Flitwick, and also Snape. I think a good argument for Snape would be that he actually teaches them a lot And he's actually a really good teacher, because on the first day, he makes them do a potion right away, and some people would see that as, like, too fast, or like, he did that way too early. But then he can show people that it's not, like, really easy, or really hard, it's just like, and also he just shows them what it is right away, he doesn't, like, do this long thing of, this is what it is, then... Like he just gets to it right away. He yeah. doesn't spend like a few lessons just explaining. Mm-hmm. It. But I think he should have like like five minutes before he should have explained kind of how to do some of the skills because like yeah. there are some students who probably don't know how to start a fire underneath their cauldron or how to. He probably explained it briefly. Cut stuff up properly. I don't know. Like <laughs> use a <laughs> knife and <you> cut it. <laughs> <laughs> If I were potions master, what I would do for when they're like halfway through the first year year, I would um do the potions with them so they would know how to do things. Yeah, because I feel like that would be a lot easier. But Snape still does it in a good way. Yeah, um, I think that the best teacher is probably McGonagall because like she doesn't show favoritism. Yeah, and she's like. She's uh, a good teacher, too. Yeah, like, she teaches them fairly well, and she's, like, strict, so then, like, they'll get things done, and she's not afraid to take away points from her own house. Yeah. And also, I also like how she lets people talk in class, so it's like, yeah. she's not really strict, but she's not just letting them do whatever they want. Yeah, but, like, Flitwick, on the other hand, he doesn't have very much control. He just control. lets them talk in class. Yeah, he doesn't have very much control over his class. Yeah i think it's in part because of his height but that's sad <laughs> i don't think it's because of his height i think it's just because he <laughs> doesn't really care yeah Flowick actually is a really good teacher though yeah. because he teaches them really good stuff and he has like tricks to help them remember it because he has the thing oh, about yeah. like pronouncing the spell right I don't remember exactly what he said. It says. was like, remember some someone. Remember this one guy. Mm, he good. said S instead of F and ended up with a buffalo on his chest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that, yeah, he's a pretty good teacher. Mm-hmm. Who Oh yeah, the other, one's pre- other one. Yeah, she's also a really good teacher. Hmm. Oh. She's she's good at like demonstrating how to do things. Yeah, and explaining them a lot. We didn't really. There's not a lot of her teaching in this book. Yeah. There's more in the second. So. Mm-hmm. But we had to choose some teachers, and those were the ones that were the had the most lessons. Oh, of. how do you think you become like head of house? Do you think it's like you're the best teacher, or yeah, it's weird because when Snape, it's clearly not. It seems like if you're that, um... if you're the teacher for that class, you are because. But then uh, Snape continues to be head of school, Slytherin even when he takes. I think over that's the just because people up. are so used to him. They just kept it because Um. Slughorn said that. He was head of Slytherin house. Yeah. Okay, so So, who do you think? I think the winner would probably be Snape because he teaches them a lot in. A year actually. Yeah. Because by the second year they are actually pretty good at potions. Yeah, like they're able to they're able to brew polyjuice potion, which is when they're twelve. Yeah, which is pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, I think Snape's a really good teacher. He's able to teach them fairly well. So, what's the next one? The next one is student of the year, which, again, is rated by how they are as students and not how they are Mm -hmm. as people. And we have Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Neville. Okay, I think it's going to be a competition between Neville and Hermione because, like, Neville's trying really hard in class. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, and he has to try extra hard because he doesn't even have his own wand, and it's his dad's wand. Mm-hmm. That's why it gets really good once it breaks and he gets a new one. Yeah. And, like, he does extremely well in herbology. Like, he gets an O. Yeah. He gets an O, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. And Harry only gets an O in uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts because he was pr- able to produce a Patronus, So, it's. Which I always find annoying because they always think that Ron is a really good student, but he never gets an outstanding But yeah. Neville does. Yeah. Um,. So, Hermione is also a really good student because she goes above and beyond and, like, turns in extra stuff. And yeah. does all, like, the extra credit she can do. And doesn't she get, like, 120 on her charms thing? Or is it 112? Uh, I don't know. I think but it's 120. But, like, Neville probably doesn't have time to do all that stuff, though, because he has to try, like, extra hard even to do the regular assignments. Yeah. So, he probably just can't do the extra stuff you know yeah but then Hermione studies more than he does I think mm-hmm so then Harry is pretty good student because he does his work like yeah he should. but he's not really trying very hard yeah he's not and then Ron <laughs> on the other hand he's naughty e- it's not even funny yeah he's just he, the only time he performs well with spells is outside of class. Yeah, I think it's because, like, Neville and ha- I mean, Ron and Harry are kind of, like, influencing each other. So then they kind of just don't do well in classes because of that. Like, I think Harry could have done well in classes if he wasn't friends with Ron. If he- it was just him and Hermione. Yeah. So, I think we've narrowed it down to either Neville or Hermione. Yeah. I personally think it would be Hermione because she uh, she, like... is really good for a student and neville he's a good student but he's not like yeah he's not like good at it yeah but that's just because of his a wand but yeah i think hermione i think hermione wins that one yeah so we're now on the third one which is best new character which is fun for this one because any of them but it actually took us a really long time to come (laughs) up with four people which is really weird And we kind of just wrote down a random four. We have Dumbledore, Hagrid, Fred, and George, (laughs) which are all really (laughs) random. I think Dumbledore, because he affects the series the most, you know? Even just, like... He kind of gives the the first chapter if without that h- second half of like the Dumbledore and McGonagall and Hagrid, it's kind of just weird and random, but he like kind of forms the story into what it is and then at the end he comes and he also like kind of talks <coughs> about like what stuff is and why things are like they are. Yeah, I think Dumbledore is the best new character. Mm-hmm. We have to argue for the other one, so Hagrid <laughs> is a good character because he is the um, person that the Harry and Hermione are friends with who isn't a student who's like an adult which so that makes him really important because he is someone that like is an adult that they can trust and talk to yeah I think that who's the other person? George (laughs) oh yeah um I think Fred and George are good characters because they help them win the Quidditch game, <laughs> and <laughs> that's pretty <The> comic relief. <laughs> yeah, except they're not actually that funny in the first one. They're not, but then yeah. they get pretty funny. Mm, it it depends on what book you are reading. Yeah, so I think we're agreed that in the fifth one it would, would the be funniest. Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. The next one we have best magical creature. We have Fluffy, Norbert. Any of the centaurs and the unicorn, even though it is dead, which is um, sad. Yeah. Well, the unicorn affects the series. Well, it b- does. The book a lot, but not that much. So. Well, like, it does say that then Voldemort is living a cursed life. So it's like, Yeah. you know, and then helping him live. <laughs> yeah. But we, it's a weird thing. It, since Quirrell's the, actually the one drinking it would Voldemort because it said the moment the blood touches your lips so it's like but it's not voldemort's mm. face i don't know he probably is because it's the same body but it's just kind of maybe he's turning on his back so voldemort can drink i don't know that would be a very <laughs> weird position <laughs> yeah well that's how voldemort's always in can voldemort control like the way coral moves I don't know. He's probably telling Quirrell how to move sometimes. Because he's like, he's in the back of his head, so it's like they have the same mind. Maybe he can control the back, but not the front. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> like, would be really he, funny. Like, Quirrell can move his hands into the front of him, but then Voldemort can move the hands to the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Voldemort would not have that much power. <laughs> um, Norbert. Is it good? But One. he, he kind of gets them in trouble, and he doesn't really do that much to He the is series. illegal. And yeah. it turns out he's a girl. Because <laughs> you find that out in the 7th, and they call him Norberta. Yeah. So, I think that... But the unicorn also helps the bad guys. Well, the yeah. bad guys, you know, because they're not mm-hmm. actually that bad. But um, they're just trying yeah. to live. Um. And then um, Fluffy's good because he is the first obstacle you have to get by. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's actually a good obstacle if Hagrid doesn't slip up. Yeah. if he did. If only they just locked Hagrid away. Yeah, Hagrid would be a terrible secret. <laughs> <for her. laughs> yeah. All you have to do is ask him enough questions mm-hmm. and get him on the right topic. Yeah. I think Fluffy's the best because... He's defending the stone. We also have centaur left. Oh, well, they don't really do that much to this book. They do more to the fifth book. They actually give them a very good warning, but no one understands what it means because they say Mars is bright tonight. And in the fifth book, he says that Mars is the bringer of battle. So he's Mm. saying that there's going to be a war coming up. And he's actually giving them some very valuable information that they don't yeah. care to process <laughs> through their brain. Yeah, Hager just keeps on asking about the unicorn. That's all he cares <laughs> about. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care about Mars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that... Fluffy's probably the best Yeah, one. Fluffy. Fluffy's also really cool. Yeah. a dog. It's like having three dogs. <laughs> but they're enormous, and they're all connected. Yeah, and the only way you can actually pet them is if you play music. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I bet if ha- since Hagrid owns it, he's able to like. Yeah, go but months. Hagrid says that after Fluffy, a dragon would be a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. So, what's the next one? The next one is, uh, the best villain, and that's by if they're good at being bad, mm. like, not the best villain as they're kind of good, but they're also not like well, that kind that's of thing. that's kind of obvious who it would be yeah we have he must not be named or voldemort or you know who or whatever you want to call him we have quarrel draco malfoy and dudley because yeah he's kind of evil well he's not really evil. i think that voldemort just automatically kind of wins but in this book he's like he's he been, has a great effect but he can't really do anything yeah true he's not that evil there's not much he can do. But Quirrell's not really evil either because he's, ki- he's kind of tired of... He's basically Voldemort, though. Yeah, but he's kind of tired of having Voldemort in the back of his head, you know? Yeah, I guess. But he's... Like, he said so himself, that he was—that fi- sometimes he feels overwhelmed or whatever. Well, overwhelmed is different than fed up. True. I think it would actually be Quirrell because... Mm. Voldemort is kind of just there. He just talks. He can't do anything. And Dudley isn't really evil. He's just jealous of Harry. Yeah. because what it's the same. Because if Harry wasn't there, then Dudley would have more. (laughs) (laughs) Not that he needs it. (laughs) Yeah. And Draco's jealous of Harry because Harry has so many friends. And... Draco has two. (laughs) Yeah. And Draco... Well, Harry has two, too. But, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, so... They're not very, like, Crab and Goyle aren't very good friends. But then, um, and Draco even wants to be Harry's friend. Yeah. Before he even knows that Harry's Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. He's just like, what a cool guy. He wants to be friends with him as who he is. But Ron actually first sits down in his carriage because the twins say that he's Harry Potter. Yeah. So it's obvious that Ron just wants to be friends with someone famous. Yeah. He just wants all that (laughs) glory. (laughs) Yeah. And Draco doesn't even, like... 'Cause he does he even asks Harry what's your surname when they're in Madame Malkins. And then he doesn't answer. Yeah. Good. So And also I find it it's kinda bad that like Harry judges Malfoy the first time they meet. Yeah, just like, oh I don't like that. And guy. then part of the reason why Draco's like kinda mean to Muggleborns is because his parents influence him and yeah. tell him those things. And it's also why having houses are kinda bad because um then you're put with a bunch of people who are like you yeah and so we've we've eliminated draco and dudley then so now we just have quirrell and voldemort i think it's quirrell because voldemort really can't do much yeah i think so too so So. quirrell wins Mm -hmm. yay Yay. good for him (laughs) even though he dies which is sad yeah because of harry Mm. So that is the, thank you for listening to Into the Pensive. Um, Next time we're going to be talking about the Chamber of Secrets.